Well, hey there. This is Jim. And I was just thinking. I stepped out of the house here and we're going to be walking up the big hill. It's time for a long run. Time for a long run in stereo because, of course, I have my stereo microphone with me today. So, there you go. It's also time for some stereo because I'm actually hearing a lot more in stereo than I used to. I have my slightly less than $2,000 hearing aids in. So I'm actually hearing more things on the left side of my head, which is a both cool and weird experience. So today's plan is for seven miles, but don't worry, I shan't be recording for the entire seven miles, because that would make this about an hour and a half long show. And I can't imagine I will have an hour and a half of material to share. So, I will just record when the uh, when the spirit moves me to use a somewhat Sunday reference. Since it is Sunday and I'm recording this. So if you didn't already know, the big hill in front of my house is about a quarter mile. So that's why we're still going up, up, up. Here's some of the songbirds here. As we are a week away from St. Patrick's Day, St. Joseph's Day, and my midwinter vacation. We'll definitely talk about the vacation on this show. But yes, we are still climbing. Up, up, up. And as is my want, it is an overcast and 34 degree day here. On the very first day of daylight saving time here in the United States, which may underline, underline, question mark, question mark, become permanent this year. Not time to throw in that stereo truck on your right side. There we go. All right, 
there is the telephone pole. So, satellite knows we're here. Let's turn this on. Reset, let's go for a run. Today's a long run, so I'm also using you as a governor. No, not like in the political sense, but in the automotive sense. I'm using you to make sure I don't run too quickly. Since the purpose of long runs is slow and easy. Good way to, to govern that, to gauge that, to make sure you don't go too quickly, is to try and talk while you run. Because if you can speak normally, then that pace is good for a long distance. It should put you in whatever your zone two is. So, in fact, at my next walk, actually going to go ahead and pull my running shirt over my watch. But uh, I have a few more seconds before the beep. Because I'm doing 90, 30. And there's the walk. Alright. I'm good. Pull that over. Keep my wrist warmer. So, plan for runs now is anything under five miles is going to be straight through because I did really enjoy um, the extra speed that I got from uh, Hanson's because Hanson's has no has no walking. But I do like the recovery that one gets from Galloway. So I figure I'm going to try and look for a happy medium. And I don't mean the clairvoyant people. I mean in the middle. And, uh, you know, for anything I would call a short run. Basically, my during the week stuff. I'm gonna start doing that straight through, no walks, and then the stuff on the weekend, which will get a lot longer. I'm gonna do with the walk. See how we do. And uh, also gonna try and drop a bit of a bit of weight. I am. Definitely not overweight, but last check I was tipping the scales at a, a hefty 172. And it found for me that if I can drop about 10 pounds, I can add basically a minute per mile um, to my endurance. So, my wife hates it. She hates skinny hubby, probably as much as Mrs. Claus. 
would hate skinny hubby. But uh, it does make it easier to run and closer to an eight-something pace. I'm not carrying so much extra weight. So, so that means I am back on intermittent fasting. And yeah, I basically stopped it for about a week and a half because I was taking medication for an ear infection. And uh, medication required you to have food with it. And then since I always take it in the morning, when I'm having breakfast, it's uh, always getting to be problematic. So we'll just, we'll hold off on the intermittent fasting. We'll get through the antibiotics. Once the antibiotics are in the rear view mirror, then we will go back. So today we're back. So, there you go. So, seven miles, if I remember correctly, should be up this road, hang a left, and what I like to refer to as the Ridge Road, and then down to the Bluebird Box, which is no longer blue, turn around do one full loop of the ridge road and that will get me four miles so it's an out and back and then uh, I go out to my three mile mark if I were on this road hanging a right on the ridge road and out to a point where I turn around that's uh, my three mile loop so obviously, for those of you who are not good at math, a mile and a half each way. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Salve. So, and then of course, from there all the way back to the driveway. And that should get me, I think it actually gets me a little over seven, but as long as I get seven today, that's fine. Because next weekend, although I'll be done at this point, next weekend is the uh, the JG 13.1, and for many folks, that will mean a trip to Atlanta. For me, that will mean likely a trip to the rail trail. Weather conditions will dictate where this happens, but right now, plan is the rail trail. It's the closest thing we have to anything flat around here. And uh, yeah, just basically do half out and half back. Call it a 13.1 and uh, do it at the same time that y'all who are listening are running Atlanta. Kind of make it feel like I'm actually running with you rather than just virtually running. 
so, so there it is um, next week will be a lot more walking though in fact what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to reverse this ratio so instead of doing 90-30 run walk I'm going to do 90-30 but walk run so a minute and a half of walking followed by a quick little 30 second jog and then back to a minute and a half of walking Seven will be good today. It'll be the longest I've run in quite some time. But it ate 13.1. So I said, don't want to overdo it. Not when I just got back. So, so that's the plan. Once that's done, we are training for the uh, Nun Run 5K at the end of April, and then the Turkey Hill Country Classic Half the following weekend in May, and hopefully won't be as bloody cold as it is right now. So, you knew we were going to swing into weather. So, let's swing. Let me tell you, I never thought I would say this, but man, I miss February. At least this year. Because this year, February, was somewhere between the 50s and 60s. Right. Then March shows up, and uh, not so much. Somewhere between the upper 30s and the mid 40s is what we got. Thankfully, we're not so breezy today, but we've also had screaming winds through here. We've had several days where the wind has been in the 20s. And even at 50 degrees, that just just makes things a little chilly. But uh, even more so when you're in the 30s. And then wind gusts in the 30s, 40s, and in some areas, even the 50s. That's miles per hour folks that is uh that's a tad too breezy let's just say that so, so i've had a couple of runs on the treadmill already just because the weather was not conducive to to going outside even though it's sunny so, today not sunny, but at least the winds are calm today, so much better, much better indeed. So, 
There it is. Uh, coming up on probably mile one right now. There's our walk. Ended. So. I'm staying at a three to one <coughs> ratio for training. And then when I want to get competitive, say for like Turkey Hill, then I'm going to bump it to four to one. So right now that's that's 90-30. That'll be 120-30 or two minutes of running, 30 seconds of walking. Decide I'm going to keep the 30 minutes of walking, 30 minutes, 30 seconds of walking. It's a truck carrying washer dryer goes by and uh, just increase the run segment I tried 60 20 still three to one but I found so far a 22nd walk break is uh, not there not there for me so there it is. Um, what else? Adjust these glasses a bit. Getting a little bit of heat condensation fog on the insides of my sunglasses. And starting to warm up now. That usually takes me the first mile. To do that, we have now made our turn at the Bluebird box, which is not blue, it's red. So, there we go. Alright, we are now starting our basically three mile loop. So, we are headed up Ice Cream Drive, as I heard it described yesterday by my friend Nate's wife. It's actually called Rocky Road, so you get the reference, but I like Ice Cream Drive, so I think that shall now be the nickname for this road, Ice Cream Drive, hang a right on the Ridge Road, otherwise normally known as Snyder. a lot of things out here named after somebody who lived out here. So. <clears throat> so there you go. So there's our last walk for now on Ice Cream Drive. Here's the ridge road in front of me. So we're starting our gentle right onto the ridge road. 
which will take us to the back hill, which I refer to our turnaround spot. And of course, this will all finish up on the road I live on, which I will now refer to as Breakfast Meat Boulevard. I'm in between Ice Cream Drive and Breakfast Meat Boulevard. Probably gonna get hungry. If that's, uh, if that's no bueno. Uh, desolate. And yes, I'm mixing my languages in there. That's why we'll keep this multilingual. Decided instead of doing every other every other day, I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna do Tuesday Thursday during the week, and then I'm gonna do Saturday Sunday on the weekend, and and lock it down to uh, to four days per week. So. And I'll leave it open as to whether or not I do the long run on Saturday or Sunday. So today I'm doing it today, Sunday, but I have a rest day tomorrow. Um, if I do it Saturday, then Saturday will just be a short shakeout run. Nothing, nothing hardcore. And then of course, Tuesday and Thursday, will be my normal, my normal run, which now I've upped to four miles. I did three miles successfully, did four miles successfully, so we're up to four. And as I already mentioned, it'll be straight through. I did it the last time, I did a three mile tempo run, so wanted to see how how my pace looked on these hills with no walk breaks and at a pace that I cannot comfortably talk at, although I'm not gassed or up chucking. And that turned out to be about a 950, so I'm happy with that. Again, half that is uphill. So, another half is down. So, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Alright. We've now crossed Breakfast Meat Boulevard. Continuing on the Ridge Road. So named. Because we're essentially at the top of this hill. And I can look to the north, which right now is to my right, and see the uh, very pretty vista. 
describe it for you again so we're just before everything pops as far as blooms so we're starting to get that reddish brown color to all of our deciduous trees because there's now buds on there and they're now big enough that even at a distance you can start to pick them out as uh, as a group right and of course since this is all farmland farmer here planted uh, planted hay back in late November, December. So at this stage, it simply just looks like a big field of grass. Um, actually, it looks like a uh, like an undermode golf course with the uh, hills and valleys. So it's very pretty. And it's the only real color since the sky is gray. So, but we do have some some trees around here that have started to bloom. So like in the city or in the uh, the town where it's warmer we have flowering dogwoods that have flowered and some people have the white flowering dogwoods but more common color is the pink and uh, it is a uh, it is a welcome sight this time of year so. fact, I'm thinking about getting us a pink flowering dogwood probably in May to kind of anchor the, uh, the front slope where we used to have a peach tree. Because peaches are a big thing here in southern PA. And peaches grow real well here. But it's a stone fruit, meaning it's got that big pit. Same with cherry trees. And they are, uh, they're poisonous to, uh, to livestock. So that was one of the first things Susie had cut down since she didn't want a horse to accidentally make it to the front yard. And, uh, get sick or worse eating beneath the peach tree so that went pretty quickly plus like a lot of other things about our house when we bought it wasn't maintained very well and so it was more bother than it was worth but I was thinking about getting like a five foot pink dogwood sticking it right up there so similar bloom to the peach tree peach trees have a, a pinkish flower to them 
in uh, spring and summer, well, spring mostly. Um, and uh, have that there. Put some other stuff around it. As we move on, looking to getting some some flowers in different spots. Yeah, 2023 is definitely going to be the year of the landscaping. All things being equal, and you know, something else doesn't come and, and hit me like a bus. Everybody's awake now, so I'm getting some traffic. But yeah, I'd like to get some oh black-eyed Susans. Of course, there's a there's a state flower. Of Maryland to my south, but I really like black eyed Susans. So one of my one of my favorite flowers. Marigolds are another one, but marigolds around here are an annual. So if you like them, gotta go to the garden store and buy them every year. But black eyed Susans are a uh, perennial so you can just plant them once they will make it through the winter here and then pop back up next year so get some of those get some bee balm it's kind of a again a pinkish kind of a pinkish purple kind of a flower which as the name would imply um, honeybees like and honeybees are good for the environment so we like encouraging honeybee dumb honeybee nests whenever we get appropriate I suppose and uh, we're also a big fan of hummingbirds which is my favorite bird I just love hummingbirds we actually just bought another hummingbird feeder to replace my original one, which last year the, uh, the rubber seal uh, broke. So you chuck that one. But it's about 20 years old, so it, uh, it did its duty. So we got a new one. So working on that. And then this year, I want to try and see if I can coax some Orioles to our property. Orioles are tough, though, because Orioles don't like people. And they like to have their, uh, their feeder a little higher up. And if you're not familiar, it basically looks like like a plate with little divots in it where you can put things like jelly, fresh fruit. Apparently they love oranges. 
and uh, so they're a little more work um, but I'd love to see a uh, an actual Baltimore Oriole that uh, is not playing baseball it's the only Baltimore Oriole I've seen since we moved here thing that I saw first that I thought was an Oriole turned out to be a red-winged blackbird. Apparently that's a common mistake since they have red and orange on their uh, on their wings. So they're easily mistaken for, a, for an Oriole. But nope, red-winged blackbird. And they're fairly common. They're easy to find. Of course, Cardinals winter here like to get some blue jays again. We see them every so often. Uh, we do get bluebirds that uh, come to our property every year. Uh, barn swallows. Haven't got a barn owl yet, but barn swallows. Um, got a crow off to my left right now. robins and then oh we get the nut hatches um, things in the the finch family and uh, titmice titmice being those tiny little chickadee sized birds that flip around early they're an early one that shows up even though they allegedly winter here. Although, January and February, really the only thing I see here at that time of year is, is the Cardinals. So, everything else, I think, goes slightly further south. So, all right. We're now on the Ridge Road, actually turning onto the back hills. I'm just going to run to a tree. It's about 300 feet in front of me and make my turn. And then we'll head back. Well, that's bad news. Just saw a hearse on the main road make the right uh, to the other side of this road. So that's not good news. That's not good news. Definitely wasn't a limousine. So, alright. There's our tree and our sign. Turn around, head back. <clears throat> All right. So I got the main road behind me and behind you right now. And walking by a mailbox because this guy's got his uh, his bulbs are shooting up from the ground around his mailbox post. 
flower um, well I'll remember what it is later when I'm no longer recording but they're big they're happy they're yellow they're a bulb I'm sure you know exactly what they are um, but that's what he's got all right, back onto the ridge road. Finish up our first loop. So, where we are right now is where we're gonna be in a couple of minutes. And when I make the second turn, I'll be going back to Breakfast Meat Boulevard to hang a left go home, but this is still loop number one, so we're going back to Ice Cream Drive and hang a left. So. And you see the breeze is now coming from the southeast, because it's right in my face. Thankfully not that bad, maybe five miles. One of those breezes that, you know, you only notice when it's cold. You know, if it were 60, 70 degrees, you might not even notice this. But, <clears throat> yeah, it seems like when it's cold, you tend to feel every, every degree that it gets colder. If you're going from like 34 to 32, it's like you feel those two degrees where not so much between 72 and 70, right? So. All right. So. Well, what next? I think that's enough about training. So, um, yeah, so, uh, those of you on the East Coast, Welcome to Atlantic Standard Time, that we uh, we also call Daylight Saving Time. Because it's not savings like a bank, it's saving, because you are saving an hour. Although right now, you just lost an hour. But we may or may not get that hour back in the fall. The United States government is mulling over the idea to stop doing this foolishness that started, I think, like 1919 as an effort to conserve electricity. Yeah, yeah, the wives' tale that this has anything to do with farming is nonsense. Feel free to substitute an adult word, but we'll keep it, we'll keep a G and call it nonsense. It's nothing to do with farmers. Farmers will get up when the sun comes up and they will start working. Whenever that is, it is. 
doesn't mean a dang what the clock says. So, yeah, nothing to do with farming. And everything to do with saving electricity, which it doesn't. So, it was foolishness from the beginning. But, uh, definitely cold. I'm getting the, I'm getting the snotsies right now. Sorry for the sniffling. Um, but at least up here, in the northern part of the U.S., it does make the day light last longer. So like tonight, instead of the sun setting at like 5.45, it will now set at 6.45 which means dusk will continue well past 7 p.m. So it will be light longer. Big thing of mud right there. So. Make it easier to stay up later now. Of course, for at least the next month, the sun's not going to come up until 7 a.m. So. It'll be darker in the morning, but by the time we get to the end of May and certainly June, early part of July anyway, the sun is going to be up at 5 freaking a.m. All right? long before most people get out of bed. So, I know there are folks who say they hate this. They'd rather just stay at whatever our standard time is. Of course, around here, that means somewhere around the end of June, the sun would be popping up at 3.45 in the morning. And I'm sorry, I don't think there's anybody up here who actually wants that, all right? Wants to have the sun coming through your window at quarter to four in the morning, shining its rays on your face several hours before you actually need to get your butt out of bed. So, pushing that to 4.45, at least gives you another hour of darkness in which to sleep. I think that's more what people want. So. so. Anyway. Our Senate has passed a bill to make this permanent as of right now. So, I believe it's in the house, and if they agree, <clears throat> it goes to our president, and if he signs it, we're done with changing our clocks. It will also mean, though, that daylight saving time becomes permanent. Now, again... 
for the longest time. And again, since 1919. So longer than I've been around. Longer than you've been around. Alright? We've been talking about this daylight saving time as if it was the outlier. But I will remind you that this is our time zone. Unless you're in Arizona. For eight months out of a 12-month year. So... If you're really going to argue that something is actually the standard and something is the outlier, all right, it's that nonsense we do in the fall for four months that's the outlier. So, so so-called standard time is really the outlier that needs to go away. Since eight months of the year, this is our time zone. But it brings up an interesting thought process though so will we permanently call ourselves eastern daylight saving time central daylight saving time mountain pacific and so forth Um, or will we simply call ourselves Atlantic Standard Time here in the east since that time zone already exists. It's what the Canadian Maritimes are on. Right? Is that what we are? Alright? And if uh, Brazil doesn't change, we're now also on the same time zone as Brazil, because Brazil is actually currently, well, prior to the change, one time zone further east. They're also on what we would call Atlantic Standard. So do we then just start saying we're Atlantic Standard Time, and then Central becomes Eastern, you know, Mountain becomes Central, Pacific becomes Mountain, Alaska becomes Pacific, and Hawaii can just stay Hawaii, because really the only people on Hawaiian time is Hawaii. So... You know, and maybe we just uh, redefine where the time zones are. So, interesting to see what they do with that. So, because if you go back, I want to say it's the 1840s. For us, at least up here in the Northeast, so Pennsylvania, New York. New Jersey, uh, possibly part of Delaware, but then everything in New England. Back in the 1840s, this was Atlantic time. That was actually our time zone. Um, So, there is a precedent for where I live, anyway, to revert back to Atlantic Standard Time and be done with it. Probably less so for Florida, less so for Ohio, and uh, Indiana, uh, Eastern Kentucky, and so forth. But, I don't know. I'm not sure anybody has thought this out that far. So, 
which considering it's our government, I'm fairly certain it hasn't been thought out that far. A well thought out process from my government would be the outlier. <coughs> and that is irrespective of party. fairly short-sighted on both sides. But enough politics for today. So, anyway. So, we'll see. So, hopefully, though, I really do hope this gets passed and we're done. There's no fallback. There's no straightforward. There's just this. And we just get used to this. That does have some real-world business impact. That uh, is not helpful. So, so there you go. All right. So we've chatted about the weather. We've chatted about training. We've chatted about our currently twice a year yearly time change. Did a little chatting about birds. Um, it's been a uh, fairly well-rounded recording so far. Ah, it's already starting. I'm looking at a guy's tree. He's got, he's got tape around his tree. So let me explain that to you. We here are uh, lucky to have something that's been imported from China, known as the spotted lantern fly. So, like most things that have been brought to us here by the Chinese. I think about mile a minute weed. This stink bug and now the Chinese lanternfly. It has no natural enemies here in America because it's not supposed to freaking be here. So it basically runs amok killing trees. How would you just kill trees? It craps all over them. And so, what you end up having to do is put this big, thick, two-sided tape around your tree. Because what they do is they, they get at the base of your tree and they crawl up. And then they get stuck on the sticky tape. And then they die. So... They're very much like the 17-year locust in their their cycle. They uh, they breed and then babies go into the ground. And then when it warms up, babies come out of the ground and start creating chaos. So I've actually killed a couple of trees on on our property. Thankfully. 
we have so many rogue trees that they have uh, focused their energies on the rogue trees that I didn't want in the first place. So I was more than happy that they killed them, but there are a couple of trees. Think about my Japanese maple in the front yard that, yeah, I want to keep. And they left that alone last year, but as our as our trees dwindle, there'll be fewer trees to pick from. Not to mention, if I go and plant a brand new pink flowering dogwood, yeah, I don't want them killing that right after I planted it, so I'm going to be getting out the double-sided tape pretty quickly and wrapping it around the base of, uh, of the trees that I want to stay alive. So, so there it is. I'll be going around my, uh, my pear trees, my uh, Japanese maple, got a giant gum tree next to the house that I do not want dying and splintering and falling over in a heavy wind and hitting my house. So, And then pretty much all the other crap they can kill. I'll be fine with that. Be doing me a favor. So. But. Yep. So. Brings me to the next topic, which is vacation. Which I will loosely sing as if I were Tevia from Fiddler on the Roof. Because vacation somewhat rhymes with tradition. I could go vacation, vacation. That's all the singing I will do. And you're welcome. I'm sure it was not radio worthy. But, as I once heard said in church, everyone has a voice, and you should proudly raise that voice for the Lord. If it's a good voice, well then you're raising it in thanksgiving for giving you a voice that other people love to hear in song. And... If it's a crap voice, this is your chance to remind the Almighty what he did to you. So, it's a twofer. So. Morning. Morning. Cyclist passing us today. Anyway, vacation, vacation. So, I've got a short week this week, Monday, Tuesday. And then, I am on vacation, vacation. So, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, this week. Of course, I always have the weekend off. 
Monday, Tuesday, next week. So it's a week away from work, just not the same week. And of course, that was originally planned to give me uh, some breathing room for a trip to Savannah to go and enjoy the St. Patrick's Day Parade in person in shorts and a t-shirt because they're going to be in the freaking 70s there. God bless those people. Can't wait to be one of them. And uh, I'm going to take a short three-hour journey over to uh, Midtown Atlanta to go park and hang out with my friends for the JG Weekend. Of course, as I already mentioned, JG Weekend's going to be here. So, thanks to $2,000 hearing augmentation. So, I will just have to deal with whatever weather we have here. Whether I like it or not. There you go. So, <clears throat> but it will give me some time to get some more work done around the house. It'll be easier, be easier now because prior to the time change, of course, I mentioned, you know, sunsets this time of year, somewhere between 5 and 5.45 upon how close we are to the time change, but since now it won't set until almost 7, I have a lot more daylight after my work day, so I get a lot more done when I close up shop at 4 than I could before, so, so it's all good, but it'd be nice to have several full days, so this week that'll be Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Eh, Wednesday and Thursday anyway. I'm still watching the parade. Still gonna have my my pint of Guinness whilst watching the parade. I'm just gonna do it remotely because the, uh, the folks down in Savannah live telecast the parade. So... I'll be watching it on WSAV. And if you go on WSAV.com, you too can watch it. It's a nice parade. They do a nice, they do a nice job. Bummed I can't be there this year, but good news is that it's a Friday this year, so that means next year. It's a Saturday, so we'll try again next year. And since the lovely Mrs. Jim also has weekends off, that means she can come too. So Let's see if we can't do a. Again, a nice long vacation around that, so, you know, spend some days 
just enjoying this city. And then of course the parade, and then not have to beat feet back. Although I will tell you, I'm not gonna do it, but I seriously thought about it today as I got up, headed out to church with my wife in the 25 degree air and went, you know, all I really need to do is find a hotel within two hours of this place and I could drive my butt down there and enjoy the 75 degrees and the parade in person and then just drive my butt back. I'm on vacation. It's a nine hour drive. Who cares if I don't get home until midnight? So, but now I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna be here. The money I'm gonna spend on a hotel end up spending on some sort of yard maintenance so it's all good it's all good when the vacation's over and you don't have as much free time for quite some time um, I'll be happy that a lot of the stuff is done plus our weather here is going to be 40s maybe upper 40s fingers crossed upper 40s but it's actually a good as long as it's not super windy it's actually a great temperature to do heavy outdoor work in because you don't sweat so much so it's kind of like running you know yeah ain't great for a barbecue but if you're going to be constantly moving you know 42 to 40 seven degrees is actually pretty nice pretty nice so I might have some I have some uh, brush trimming I uh, need to do I have some uh, chainsawing that needs to get done so and as we previously mentioned I have to get some tape around some trees before the little buggers show up. So. There we go. Alright. All right. One thing though that I'm going to continue to do on my vacation is, you know, you may say it's a little bit crazy, but I have an alarm that goes off at 5.30. Monday through Saturday. <clears throat> and I'm leaving that on for my vacation. Yeah, I know some people love vacation to sleep in a bit, but I'm gonna keep them on the same schedule because it's the one thing. You ever notice that you have a vacation and 
it's hard to come back from a vacation if you've uh, you've upended your schedule. Or as our fellow listeners across the pond say, schedule. Which I actually like better, but there it is. I'm an American and we're stuck with the more German sounding schedule. be nice to have a full day, actually several full days, to not have to, uh, not have to think about work. Although work is going phenomenally, that's even a word, phenomenal, and famously, I suppose, if you put them together, would in fact create phenomenously. But it's not a real word, so we will skip it. So, anyway. But yeah, the work's going well. Got our, our big 18-month project is now underway. Monday, I have a have a PowerPoint to finish up, and I have some tip sheets to review as part of our peer review process. So, as a founding member of the peer review committee, and that's what we do: we review materials put out by other members of our team in order to make sure they're following the rules that we all agreed to. Which came from a yet another committee. Whilst I have an absolutely lovely group of people that I call co-workers, we're not very good as a group at sticking to things on our own. I've certainly noticed over the last six and a half years I've been on this team that, you know, we have a big meeting, we all agree, all right, going forward, we're going to do X. And within three months, some of us are doing X, some of us are back to doing Y, some people have now moved on to Z. And in a year, we're having the same bloody meeting about why aren't we all doing X? So, we decided to put some teeth into it this year and start a peer review committee so that when we agree on things, it's our task to remind people, hey, this is what we agreed our tip sheets are going to do, look like, style guide they're going to follow. And uh, you're not doing that. So um, you have some work to do. As in, fix your material. So I think that's probably a 
a six month learning curve right there. I've already noticed a couple of tip sheets that have been sent in that are nowhere near the style guide that I know this person wholeheartedly agreed to. And I think, could be wrong on this, was on said committee that created the style guide. So, so yeah. And again, lovely human being, but it's just that, it's just that human thing. Well, I've always been doing it this way. And I need, at least at the beginning, a gentle reminder that, oh yeah, that's right. We said we weren't going to do this anymore. So, there it is. All right. We have now made the last turn on the Ridge Road. Back into the breeze. We are now at what? Five something. I'm wearing sunglasses, not reading glasses. So the motion of my arm, all I can make out is the number five, and then it's point something. But I believe it's five point five four. If it was, it's not anymore since I continue to move forward. So anyway. And the legs feel good. Um, notice slight bit of soreness starting, but this is uh, this is very very manageable. So this is good. This is what I wanted. I wanted to push myself a little bit, just not not too much. So I think next weekend, thirty second walk, 30 second run, 90 second walk, um, will work out fine for essentially twice what I'm doing today. And that'll work out really nice. So. Just so long as the weather holds and I can get outside. Otherwise, this will be on Satan's sidewalk and I will do 13.1 on my treadmill. In which case, it will be a straight up walk. So. Fingers crossed it doesn't come to that. So. Anywho, anything else to say? I don't think so. I don't think so mentioned after JG, it's the Nun Run, and then Turkey Hill, and then after that, it's going to be bird in hand. And then I'll probably look for something to do in, in the fall. The only other possibility is it's not the end of May, but it's the weekend before Memorial Day weekend, which is the end of May, for those of you not in the States. Uh, there's something called 
the St. Michael's Run Fest, which, not surprisingly, happens in a place called St. Michael's, Maryland, which is on the eastern shore uh, by the Chesapeake, and it is known as a Charm City Run. Charm City being one of the many nicknames for Baltimore. And it's a running store in the Baltimore area called Charm City. So they're putting this race on. So it's a little pricey at like a hundred or so dollars. But it's not Disney pricey, alright? So and Charm City puts on a really great event. So they're gonna have I think there's like hydration like every mile. There's gonna be portageons every mile. Of course there's a, a premium race shirt, which in this area is likely to come from Under Armour, since Under Armour is a Baltimore company. Um, which means it will be a nice a nice running shirt, nice metal, and a very nice after race soiree or party fate. Right? Use a couple of uh, different terms for that. Most of those actually don't be in French. And I suppose technically a soiree would be something that would happen in the evening since bonsoir is good evening, and bonsoiree is have a good evening. So, soiree, probably more of an evening party, but this will be an afternoon party, so. We will still be in bonjour territory. most of the day in French is bonjour. It's only until you actually get into the evening you start changing it with bonsoir or overnight bonne nuit. And there's your French lesson for today. So, something else that I'll actually be trying to get back into is learning French actually given some some serious contemplation to also learning Portuguese. It would be Portugal Portuguese, so not Brazilian Portuguese. Because one of the things that the lovely Mrs. Jim throws out is instead of retiring to Savannah, which is actually the more likely option, it would be even cheaper to retire to Portugal. Because your US dollar goes very far. I want to say it's like 1200 to 1500 a year, or excuse me, a month, um, to live fairly nicely in Portugal. Hey, pup, how we doing? How we doing? You gonna come over and say hello? You gonna come over and say hello? 
You don't have to. We're gonna just run with me. It's our one neighbor dog here. She's friendly. Probably remembers Reagan. <clears throat> and the interaction she had with Reagan. Reagan is a sweetheart of a dog, but don't come up on her quickly. And definitely don't try to blindside her. And that's what she did. She wasn't trying to be aggressive, but she kind of blindsided Reagan. Reagan let her know in no uncertain terms that she wasn't having that. Which a quote or reference from the early 90s. Homie don't play that. So, from Homie the Clown and in Living Color. So, yes. Yes, Reagan was definitely Homie don't play that. So, that might be her reticence in coming all the way up to me. That uh, I may be hiding scary dog behind me. I'm pretty certain she smells. There is no scary dog near me. There it is. So, but, uh, but yeah, so, well, I told you I wasn't going to bring you for the whole run. And look what I've just done. I've chatted you up, as they would say in England. For the past, how long? One hour and 13 minutes, so. Seems a shame to just run off now. So we'll do a Midwestern goodbye. Which if you've ever lived in the Midwest, you know, Midwestern goodbyes are a process. They're not an event. So you start saying goodbye and about 15, 20 minutes later, you actually leave. Because no. you don't want to be rude. It's the thing that I've noticed about different areas. And I don't say this to be offensive. But there's a lot of talk about Southern hospitality. And there are just boatloads of wonderful people who live in the South. Of course, those folks are excluded. But I have noticed that politeness is more of a thing you do in the South than a thing you mean. I think that's the nice way I'll put it, right? So you please and thank you and all your social graces, but don't don't y'all be thinking that means I actually like you. Whereas in the Midwest, it tends to mean I actually like you. I'm not just doing it to do it, right? I'm doing it because I mean it. And by the way, if you've got extra time, why don't you stop on over for some pie? Don't you know? So, tend to find that as I go out to the Midwest. More so than I might go to the South. Although, as I mentioned, I have lovely friends who live in the South. And when they're polite, they do mean it. But hopefully I've walked that tightrope 
successfully. All right. We were still going downhill, so did not want to throw on the governor going downhill. Why slow down when Sir Isaac Newton is in the driver's seat? All right, here we go. Anyway. So when I get home, I shall upload this so you can download it and have uh, something for a long run. Or if it uh, strikes your fancy, cut it up into bite-sized morsels and enjoy it for the better part of a week. It don't make no never mind to me. Because it's a free gift either way. So I will tell you that I have thought, since I'm actually back to running, that I have given some thought to uh, sometime after Easter resurrecting there's your pun JD's big fat running journey since JD is actually running again it really didn't make a lot of sense to have a show called JD's big fat running journey and listen to me walk or stand in my house so we may actually try round two JD's big fat running journey the redo so. and since I love the French language redo would be R-E D-E-U-X The Redo There you go So we'll see We'll see Figure let's get through Lent Let's get into April Let's get past Easter see where things are and we can go from there but topic for another day so we are now probably about quarter mile or so from the uh, from the finish line so might as well take you all the way home. Since I've carried y'all this far, again, another southern way of thinking. So what have we got so far? Heart rate 137, six, 8-3, I think. 
So definitely going to hit seven, which is what I wanted. So hot diggity dog. So, oh, no one else today. So we'll see what happens the rest of the day. I gotta give my my mother a call. See how she's doing, and uh, leave a lovely Mrs. Jim and I are going to have to spend some time out in the barn there, enlarging one of the stalls for the goats from 12 by 12 to 18 by 12 so we've got got the posts in for the one wall got the skirting in now I have to go in and extend the skirting on the front which means taking the gate, big metal gate, off in order to uh, put in said skirting, removing some boards that were there, and then resetting said gate, and probably starting to build at least one of the walls. So, this is a, it's a project that's going to uh, shut my little ringer off. So we're almost done. Um, we're basically deconstructing the what will soon be an inner wall in this larger stall, and just repurposing those boards to make the new outer wall. We're also going to be pulling down some boards between our horses so that uh, we can increase some airflow. So, Alright. Last little bit here. Of course, in South Central Pennsylvania is uphill. So here we go. Seven point oh nine. Huzzah. One twenty two thirty-three. Let's save that. Pull these sun goggles up. Two point two zone, two point one zone. Great, right where I wanted to be. Uh, recovery eleven hours. Because I was in zone two. And we did a Basically an 11.35 for a mile. There we go. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Let's say we're done. And yeah, I'm gonna get home just before one o'clock. So, cool. Cool, cool. All right, folks. Flip that switch so I can turn this off. And uh, 
wish you a pleasant day. Be well, be safe, be happy. Focus on the things that you have, not the things that you don't have. Um, With luck, the things that you don't have will come. But if they don't, you don't waste your life waiting on them. And you enjoy those things that you actually do have. So, from South Central Pennsylvania, this is Jim. This is I was just thinking. And I say, a plus. <laughs>